I was always attracted to Napa. When I moved here in 1985, I liked it. You know, there's something about it that I really do like. In 1985, there was absolutely nothing to do. Um, you know, you would uh, – Dreamweavers, you know, had performances – Occasionally, but you know there wasn't a whole lot of live music. There wasn't theater. There wasn't a whole lot going on. There was a there actually in '85 there was a few bars that had that would have dancing and occasionally live bands. But um, it's just amazing how it's changed. Talk a little bit about that from a competition point of view. I mean, you were I mean taking it back to the beginning of this journey. You were the only game in town, right. more or less. At yeah, the beginning. yeah, we were. Yeah, and then certainly the only steakhouse and all the right. things that we've we've been talking about. The competition grew dramatically, it has. but yet it didn't hurt business. Really. You know, it, it it was interesting. It used to be when a new place would open, you, we would we would see a little drop in business. I mean, when Cole's Chop when Cole's Chop House opened, every single month our sales were grew. You know, up 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 up. If you looked at a little bar graph, and the only the first time we saw a drop was when Morimoto opened, and for a month we our sales were down that one month. But now there are so many people here going to look at new restaurants. You know, it, it, like like this this winter, um, we had Mango on Main moved and and was a, a new space. Atlas Social Pasta Prego opened on Main Street. There was something else. Jack, no, it wasn't Jack's. They've been open for a year now. Something else opened. Oh, La Taberna opened. Right. Bazuzu. So there was four kind of cool new restaurants. On in the Main Street corridor that opened, we didn't feel it. I mean, our sales at Celadon were stronger than they were the year before, and our sales at Kohl's were stronger the year than they were the year before. So there was a time where there was a smaller group of people out eating, where every time a new restaurant opened, you know, like oh, the group went to the new yeah, place. everybody right, went to check right. it out, and they would end up coming back. But you would definitely you would notice it. Oh. We're going to be slow tonight because Zuzu just opened or, or whatever it may be. And I was really shocked that we had four restaurants, all kind of high visibility places that opened. And we, we, didn't, we didn't feel anything. I mean, so I think now um, there's enough people, business in downtown is strong enough where when a new spot opens, it's, it doesn't really impact you the way you used to. It, right. it really, you used to feel it. You would is know. The, is, have you had the sense that it's the classic case of, of the rising tide lifting all boats? This Napa has grown as a destination and a restaurant destination that it's helped everyone. Yeah, it has. Yeah. Yeah, there is that, that thought of critical mass and where is critical mass and what is it and are we there yet? I think um, – Lunch business downtown Napa is at critical mass. Lunch, it, but it's always been that way. I mean, 20 years ago when we opened Celadon for lunch, you might do 16 lunches. You might do 70 lunches. You don't know. I mean, you, who knows? It, it's, it's it's so hard to predict. But the dinner business, because of the hotel rooms, and, you know, the visitors come. They're they're traveling around the valley, but they come back to Napa, and they check into the Napa River Inn or the Andaz or the West Inn or any of the B&Bs, and there's a lot of bed and breakfast in, down, in the downtown Napa area. You've got this great group of people, plus then you've got the 70,000 people that live in Napa who are home from work, and they're going out to eat, you know. And so that part of the business, you know, I think what happens is – People 
maybe haven't planned ahead and they'll say, you know, where do you want to go for dinner? Well, let's go downtown and walk around and find a place. Well, you know, 10 years ago, we couldn't, you couldn't have done that. You really would have, would have been difficult to do it. You could have done it in Yountville and people did like, well, let's go up to Yountville. And, you know, if we can't get into Piotti, then we'll go to, you know, wherever it may be. Right. You know, I mean, there, there was, there was options where, where in Napa, if you came to downtown Napa and, the, the wait at Celadon was too long and the wait at Pearl was too long, then what did you do? <laughs> you know, I mean, you could have some Mexican food or, or bad Chinese food. So there wasn't a lot of options. Where now, you know, you can come downtown and, you know, the, one of the nice things is, you know, we take reservations now at both of our restaurants because that sort of evolved and we had to. Right. Um it was it was really nice at Celadon when we first opened the first three years four years we were open we didn't take reservations it was it was first come first serve and that was much easier um, but you know it is nice now especially with the Oxbow and and the things there if people don't plan ahead and they come downtown and there's a two hour wait at Coles and there's a two hour wait at Morimoto and there's an hour and a half wait at Celadon you know which happens you know there's places that are just for walk-ins you know La Taberna. Um, Atlas Social. There's places you can go without a reservation, and all the spots in the Oxbow. You know, I mean, which is really great. So you can go to the Oxbow and and have a meal there. And so if you don't plan ahead, there's still options, which is which is great. I mean, it's not like you got to a destination and you're out of luck. How did the recession in 2008 2009 affect you and and, and what you saw in terms of biz- restaurant business yeah. downtown? It hurt. It hurt for sure. Um, we had at Col- we opened Coles in 2000 and up to 2000. Every single month was growth over the previous, you know, January of, of 2003 was better than January of 2002 by 6%, 10%, whatever. And so we had this, this little, um, I mean, uninterrupted level of success where we always knew that, okay, this February is going to be better than a year ago, which was better than the year before. And so we, in 2007, it was really an interesting year. Um, the recession had started, you know, nationwide. The housing collapse had begun, and it was happening in Napa. But because of the weak dollar, we saw we had a great summer. But I remember it was strange because I remember in the dining room of the restaurant talking to people. They were from England because the pound sterling was two to one. They were from Canada because the Canadian do- whenever the Canadian dollar is stronger than the U.S. dollar, the Canadians have a party. They love that. It doesn't happen very often. They get really excited. Um, and then we had American tourists who were going to go to Italy or Europe, but when they realized that an espresso in Italy was going to cost them $6, they decided to come to Napa Valley instead. So we had a great summer that year in 2007, winter, spring, summer, fantastic. We were on track to have our best year ever. Um, at both restaurants, and I was reading about, you know, this crisis with America's having. We didn't, we didn't feel it. Right. And then at the end of the summer, when when international tourism stopped, when people were in Europe were going back to work, and and then all of a sudden, I guess October, November, it died. And and we had worked with some businesses for the previous five years where they hosted their Christmas parties or their holiday parties with us. And so we're calling those businesses to say, oh, you know, we haven't heard from you yet. Are you going to have your holiday party with us or your company party? And, and you know, time after time, it was like, you know, we're cutting back. We're cutting year. back. You know, sadly, we're going to have to lay off some of our staff. We just don't feel like we should have a party while we're laying off people. Right. And so 
that holiday party business, which is, you know, sizable for us, especially that time of the year, disappeared. And we ended up having a disastrous fourth quarter at both restaurants. Um, and, you know, it was it was sort of a, a surprise. It shouldn't have been a surprise because, you know, it was what the nation was going through. But up until August, probably, we were on fire. I mean, we were doing great. I mean, it was just I'm, – I'm, I'm like doing the sales at night and I'm thinking – and then I'm reading the paper about this economic forecast in the nation. I'm thinking, what are they talking about? I mean, business is great. Now, the the ones who struggled a little bit for us were the, were the tipped employees because the number of European visitors we had and the number of British visitors we had and Canadians typically as a group don't tip well. So my sales in the restaurants were great. In fact, wine sales were, were phenomenal because, you know, to the English um, – Wine was half off. I mean, you right. know, it was a deal. It was a steal. And so, but, you know, to the poor waiters and bartenders and bussers who are indirectly tipped, you know, that that group doesn't typically, typically tip as, you know, very well or at all. So you'd have these waiters working their butts off and, you know, tables, you know, tables of Spaniards walking out with a $2 tip on a $300 bill on that kind of thing. And um, so the, the waiters did struggle, but that fourth quarter was bad. 2008, 2009 recovery. You know, we 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 started doing the things we had to do at the beginning. We would we would we'd leave the storeroom. We'd turn the light off. We'd 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 paid attention to the thermostat. I mean, we we were so busy for a long time that you just didn't do that. You didn't have to. You know, I mean, there was money to pay the PG&E bill, but but then it's like, wow, we got to really. We really got to watch our, you know, our pennies again, like it was at the very beginning. You know, probably like we should have all along. But you get to a point where you're just busy, and it takes more time to turn off the light in the wine room than it does. You know, it's just like we'll leave it on. It's not, you know, I'm going to be back in here in 20 minutes anyway. So we we had a slow recovery and rebuilding. Fortunately for us, we were established, and so um, at both restaurants. So I mean, there were many restaurants and businesses that didn't make it through that period. But we, we, we were lucky. What have you seen as downtown has grown, and what have you experienced at both restaurants in terms of, of this debate, this discussion that goes on all the time, the balance between locals and tourists? Right. And, and what percentage of each has really been critical for, yeah. for the businesses? Well, both important. And I think early on in our success, it was local. I mean, the original Celadon, if you were a tourist, you couldn't find us. Um, Larry Friedman, you know, God rest his soul, I don't know how many people had read about Celadon, were looking for Celadon. Wandered into Brewster's looking for Celadon. Wandered into Brewster's. Like, I'm looking for 1040. He was like 1000 Main Street. We were 1040 Main Street. And they were looking for 1040 Main Street, but we can't find it. And he would actually escort people around through the gravel parking lot behind Brewster. He would take them out the back door of Brewster's. Behind the abandoned, you know, shell of the opera house to Celadon, and he he hand delivered many guests to us over the over those first few years. Um, so initially, for us, obviously, locals were mm-hmm. were so important. Um, I think that Celadon and Coles are local serving. Coles is more expensive. I mean, the nature of the beast. It's we we use USDA prime beef. It's expensive. It just really is. And um, so I don't think that the locals go to Kohl's on a weekly basis. There are some that do. You know, there are a affluent group of people that live in Napa who we see once a week. But for the most part, you know, the majority of people who live in Napa 
Colas is a special occasion restaurant, and it was always meant to be. It's a place, you know, we got on the graduations right around the corner. I mean, we're packed. People coming in, they want to take their high school seniors to Cole's Chop House for a celebratory dinner. That's part of why we open. We want to be part of people's lives that way. That's the fun part. It really is. And um, so I think at Cole's, because of the price point, um, we see more a higher percentage of visitors than locals. Initially, it was it was opposite, but now you know, especially in the summertime, you know, we use a reservation system called Open Table, and one of the features with Open Table is there's a number of visits field. So I could look at a, a sheet of the reservations for a night, any given night, and you know, there's nights in the summer, especially Fridays and Saturdays, where you go down the list and it's everybody's first time coming in. Um, Celadon is is. Partly because it's still harder to find, even though it's in a hotel, more local, a little more affordable, a little more approachable, um, and it's a little broader cuisine. You know, not everybody wants to go to a steakhouse for dinner. Lots of people do, but not everybody. You know, it's it tends to be heavier, bigger cuts of meat, and a lot of people don't don't. You know, they want a salad, they want a cup of soup. You just don't go to Coles for that. You know, you, you go to Coles for a, a big old New York steak, sixteen ounces. You know, of, of USDA prime perfection. But um, so at Celadon, it's a higher percentage locals for sure, and it always has been. And um, you know. At Celadon, you know, I have people like I'll look at lunch, and I won't have any visitors. I mean, they're all local business mm-hmm. people. You know, we we have you know in the summertime especially we have more and more visitors. And when we move to the hotel, we obviously get more because we're in the middle of a hotel. Right. You've got sixty six rooms there with people who might wander down for a glass of wine or dinner. But I think that it's really important in Napa, and especially in those winter months. You know, I've seen restaurants come in and. They've got great ideas, and they're really cool, and they're really hip, and they open in the summer, and, like, this is fantastic. And I just, like, you, I don't know how they're going to do it in February and in March when, you know, we need the local support to keep us going. It's funny that that's changed, too, though, it because has, we haven't yeah. had any rain. We haven't had any right. bad weather. Tahoe yeah. has had less snow, yeah. so we get some of those visitors. It, it, it really is been a stronger the first, winter. The first quarter of this year is our best first quarter ever, and, and we um, – Historically, at both restaurants, lose money in January. I mean, that's a month where, at the end of the month, when it's all said and done, and you get your PNL and you look at your PNL, I've never ever in 19 years at Celadon made money in January. We always lose. It just depends on how much do you lose, and you want to try mm-hmm. to minimize that. And this year, because of the lack of snow in Tahoe, um, stronger economy better tourism, good weather in Napa. We actually were profitable at both restaurants. In fact, Kohl's for the month for the for the first quarter of this year. Last year the first quarter was our best first first quarter ever. I mean, it was our best January, February, March ever. We were up 25% over last year this year. I mean, it's crazy. But it's 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 the weather. It's you talk to people. I mean, I spend a lot of time on the floor, and I talk to people all the time. Where are you folks from? What you know? What brings you to the Napa Valley? And and this year in January, February, you talk to people. You know, we go to Tahoe every year. We have a cabin up there. We live in the peninsula, but there's no snow, so we decided to come to Napa instead. And um, you know, they're struggling up in Lake Tahoe and the resorts and the hotels and the restaurants up there. But it's it's we've we've had a good year. And finally, I know you said you're not going to open another restaurant. But if you were going to open another restaurant, where would you do it and what would it be? Oh, I don't even know. You know, I don't even I don't even think about that. I mean, for a long time, 
Uh, my third restaurant was going to be an Italian. Well, there was going to be an Italian restaurant. Um, I was a chef at Piatti's in Sonoma, and I love Italian cuisine. But then there was a the period where every new restaurant that opened in Napa was an Italian restaurant. It seemed like, um, and I had a name for it. It was called Bella Sofia's Cucina Italiano. So that was the first one. And then I sort of changed that into a seafood restaurant. And I was planning on opening a seafood restaurant in the in the riverfront building where, where Fish Story went in. And I just, um, you know, I just Obviously decided. your instinct was correct. <laughs> yeah, no, I know. <laughs> I know. I'm glad I didn't. But it was funny. Um, I was talking about it with someone, and Sophia was probably 12 or 13, 12 years old or so, maybe 11. And so she, I was talking to someone about the, the seafood restaurant, and she said, Dad, what are you what are you talking about? And I told her I said, "Well, I'm, you know, thinking about opening a third restaurant that'll be like Cole's Chop House, but it will specialize in seafood." And she looked at me with those, you know, big brown eyes and said, "Dad, you can't open another restaurant. You're hardly ever home now. If you open a third restaurant, you'll never be home." And sort of just got to my heart and I but you know, as the creative part of me, you know, it's it's there's this challenge of opening restaurants and the excitement and the risk and all those things that that are, you know, are fun and and mm-hmm. you know create adrenaline and um so I sort of uh, appealed to Sophia has a real design sense and so I sort of appealed to Sophia's design sense and I talked to her about you know you could help with the uniforms for the waiters and the design of the restaurant and you know picking the font for the menu and the logo and all those things and it's really fun and so so she came back a couple of days later and she said you know dad I thought about it and I think it would be really fun to open a new restaurant. I said, you did? Okay. She said, but you have to either close, sell it on our coals. We can only have two. <laughs> I said, Sophia, you don't understand. 90% of restaurants fail. I said, if you have one or two that are making it, you don't close them just to open a new one. Right. She said, well, then you can't do it. So I didn't. And then that was in 2005 or 2006. And so I, I was I was lucky. I listened to her. And um because then the recession hit, and it would have been a disaster. I mean, I think I'm sure we would have made it, but you know, it was hard enough. We would have been opening in about 2007, eight, late or 2008. The timing would have been a disaster, and you know, you never know. It could have brought down the whole, the whole, the whole empire, as you as you will. So, um, uh, so I didn't do a third restaurant, and uh, but it was initially going to be Italian, and then it was going to be seafood. You know, who knows what I would do now. What do you think that there's a need for in Napa at this point? Um, great Asian, I think. Although, you know, we've seen, um, you know, the eight noodle shop doing some kind of cool ramen noodle mm-hmm. bowls. Um, I think Mango on Main is a step up from Mini Mango. He's doing better stuff there. I like um, Patrick Bowie and, and Bui Bistro. Uh, he's struggled. I think that he's now as I walk by – um, I see bigger crowds in there, which is great because I think his food is good. Um, you know, there's talks that that Charles Pham from Slanted Door is coming to Napa. That would be huge. I mean, that would be just giant because he's um he's good, and 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 you know, Slanted Door is I think the highest grossing restaurant in San right. Francisco. If it's not the highest, it's close to it. Um, so that will be that'll dramatically change. You know, you, we we see these things. You know. These milestones that happen, you know, when Morimoto came to Napa, um, 
you know, they don't always make it. Tyler, when Tyler Florence came to Napa, there was all this stuff. I remember I was taking out the garbage at Celadon one day, and because I do that occasionally, and I look out, and Tyler Florence is talking to Morimoto, you know, because they were both working on their restaurants, and I, it, was, it was like I was watching the Food Channel or something like. I can't believe in Napa I'm I'm taking out the garbage, and Morimoto and. Uh, and Tyler Florence are, are like right in front of me having a conversation. These guys are on TV or famous chefs. So um, that's changed. I think, um, you know, what Napa needs, I'm not exactly sure. I think a really great deli for downtown would be good. Um, I think Velo Pizza is doing a good job. I mean, there's, there's these things are people are finding little spots that are missing. Um, I don't, you know, I don't know what the next cool thing will be. I, I you know, I, I would love a good Jewish deli, a place to go get some matzo ball soup right. and corned beef pastrami sandwich. You know, the little cart that that was that that was rolling around for ten minutes. Yeah, right. for ten minutes, that was pretty cool. I mean, if that could have been a brick and mortar place, that would have been neat. I mean, I love Genova Deli. I go there a lot, but you know, if you don't plan ahead, if you don't get there at the right yes. time, it, you know, it just takes too long. I mean, they do a good job, make good sandwiches. The, the Deli of Allergus does a good job, but a place downtown that does that would be good. Um, better Asian. Um, I'm not sure, you know. But I, I whatever know. it is, it's good to know that you sort of started it all. It's 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 really kind of strange to think that that um, and partly we started it because it was affordable. I mean, I used to jokingly call Napa low overhead Napa because you know rents were low. I mean, now it's 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 not that way anymore. It's it's dramatically changed, and and the restaurants of Valley are suffering some because people aren't leaving Napa and driving to Santa Elena or Calistoga to have dinner anymore. They, they stay in Napa. They don't, they don't have to drive up Valley anymore. So it's, 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 it's dramatic. The change we've seen. That's for sure. Indeed. Thank you so much for coming in. Absolutely. And, uh, going down memory lane a little yeah, bit with us. My pleasure. I appreciate it. Jeff. Thank you. Thank you. Wine, food, talk, Napa